0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. If you have your Bibles, invite your attention to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 10 Romans chapter 10 And I want to begin reading there with verse 13 Romans chapter 10 verses 13 down through 17 For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Unfortunately that's where a lot of people stop They don't want to read any further How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How many knows that the biblical requirement of believing is an action word that requires something of us? We've got to do something. We've got to respond. If we truly believe, then there's going to be some action on our part. You've heard me say this before, but if a storm was, uh, a storm warning went out and Tornado warning went out and they said it's going to come directly in our path here tonight. I don't believe that there's anyone here that if you truly had confidence that that was going to happen, wouldn't seek shelter and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't try to find a place to go. You would put action into your belief. And if you didn't believe, you might just sit here idly. But if you really believed and you heard the sirens go off, then you would do something about it. Amen? Well, people that believe in God, they do something about it. They find out what they have to do to be saved. Oh, praise the Lord. How shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I want to look back at uh, just the last phrase there Lord, who hath believed our report? And I want to use that question that is asked, who hath believed our report as my subject here tonight? I want the Lord to help us. How many wants to receive from the word of the Lord? Did you come hungry tonight? Oh, come on now. Did you come hungry? I know you've eaten a big old Easter meal and you're all satisfied, but did you come with spiritual hunger tonight? Hallelujah. Lift up your voice to the Lord and let's pray together right now. Jesus we are believing you, God, at your word, that you would move tonight, minister your will in this house. Let your word fall upon the hungry hearts of people and help it to uh, minister to us and help us and do what it is intended to do. We have this promise that your word will not return void, and I'm praying, God, that it would do what it's sent out to do tonight. In Jesus' name, once again, would you clap your hands to the Lord? God. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. We are living in a time when faith, and I don't guess I have to uh, emphasize this too much. Any of you that have lived for God and have faith in your heart, you understand this, but we're living in a time when faith is being challenged like never before. We can see it on the political front. We can see it In society, we can see it just everywhere that we look that faith is being challenged like it never has. And I've often taught here and admonished people that this is a day and an hour because faith is so precious and because it is something that we have to fight for and fight to keep. The Apostle Paul made the statement that he had kept the faith and uh, that is quite an accomplishment if you can get through life with all of its twists and turns. And you can keep the faith and you can hold on to the faith that you have in your heart. That tells me that you have to fight for it. And it's something that has to be guarded. It's something that has to be viewed as valuable. And it has to, has to be protected in our hearts. We've got to do whatever it takes To retain our faith because the Bible very clearly says without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we understand that that faith is an important aspect of our relationship with God and it is foundational to our walk with the Lord and we've got to keep our faith. And so I want to say right here at the outset that once you gain faith and trust in God, you've got to do your best to keep it. No matter what trial that you go through, no matter what attack comes upon you, no matter what the enemy says or the threats that he brings against you, you've got to understand that faith is something that I have got to hold on to even in the midst of the uh, the storms of life, I've got to—I've got to hold to it. Faith is like an anchor; it's something that we uh, can can get into the the strong, uh, stalwart things of the Word of God and hold on and believe and trust in when everything around us is shaking, and we're living in shaky times. I don't think anybody questions that tonight. I think everybody is quite aware of the fact that we're living in shaky times. But the Bible said there's going to be those that are going to remain. There's going to be those that when the shaking stops and when so many things has been leveled because of the shaking, there's going to be stalwart saints of God that are still standing, that are still as strong as they ever have been. That, that the shaking did not cause their faith to falter. The shaking did not cause them to crumble. In fact, it didn't lessen them in their relationship with God in the least. It is proved that they had the goods, that they had what's right. That's what the shaking's all about. And that's why we have to strengthen those things in our lives. The Bible said, strengthen those things that remain. And faith is one of those things that we got to feed. Amen. That's why it's important that we listen to the right things. And we participate in the right things. And we connect with the right people. I want to rub shoulders with people of faith. I want to rub shoulders with people that still believe in miracles. I want to be around and in fellowship with folks that are still believing God for revival. That are still believing that the best days, that the future is great for the church. Amen. That they're not behind us the best days, but they're before us. And God has many more promises that He wants to fulfill in our lives. Amen. And, and faith is something that you, you, you join up and you, you connect with. I, I see friendships in the Word of God that were bound in faith. We, we see uh, that certain disciples were sent out together. Their faith fed one another. And this is important. He didn't send them out by themselves. He didn't send them out alone. Because he said, when I send you out, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. It's dangerous. It's it's volatile out there in this world. And it's important that you not just be out there failing all by yourself, but you have people with you that you can join in faith with. And so he sent them out by two. So if one would become disappointed by some situation or happening, then the other could encourage him. And then if the other person would find themselves in a situation that would cause their faith to be at a low ebb, the other one could lift him up. And that is uh, the principle of the Word of God. And the Bible tells us that woe is that one that is found to be alone because he has nobody to help him when he falls He has nobody to help restore him and pick him up. I want to be that person that picks people's faith up. I want to be that type of individual that encourages and strengthens people's faith by them being around me and me speaking into their lives. They, they leave my presence and say, you know, I don't feel depleted, but I feel like I've been helped. I feel like I've been strengthened. I, I feel like I can make it now. I, I feel like I can do this. I, I feel like I'm going to make it through this situation. And it's, it's a person that faith, a faith that is able to add that to a person's life. You know, there's some people, they suck all the oxygen out of the room when they walk into it. It's almost like the lights go out when they come into the room. You know what I'm talking about. It's almost like, oh, my goodness, oh, my God. Oh, I don't know if I'm up for this. But if you get around a person of faith, it's like the lights come up. And you feel, you feel the strength that comes from it. That's a contagious thing. Faith is a contagious thing in, in a church and among a people. I'm thankful that flus that not the only thing that is contagious. I'm thankful that bronchitis is not the only thing that's contagious. But I'm thankful that we can get around God's people and if our faith is low... And if it's not where it needs to be and we don't have the strength spiritually that we need, we can get to the house of God and start worshiping God with God's people and get in the presence of the Lord along with other saints of God. And we just feel bolstered. We just feel strengthened. We just feel helped by connecting with the church. It breathes life into us. That's why I don't want to be in the attitude that me and Jesus have our own thing going. I don't want to stay home when it's church time, but I want to get to the house of God because it's there that I can receive strength that I need and help that I need. Oh yeah, praise the Lord. Somebody ought to just take a moment and clap your hands. That's that's also what fate demands of us. Fate demands a response out of us. Hey Amen. I wouldn't want to go to church where people just sit on their hands and had to con- try to contain and control themselves and had to hold back all the time and had to be reluctant about expressing their faith i i wouldn't want to go to a dead lifeless uh, situation where nobody could express their thanks to god and nobody could lift up their voice and and give praise unto the lord and nobody could say god i i thank you that you're alive and i'm thankful that you're not still in the tomb I, i'm thankful that that wasn't the end of a thing but that was the beginning of a thing i i'm so thankful that that i can come into your presence and when i get in your presence uh, there's just something about it uh, I feel like the prophet Jeremiah. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I can't sit still. I can't be quiet. I won't be silent because I know what it is to be alive also through the help and the power of God. Amen. Faith demands action and response. As a matter of fact, when you read in the word of the Lord about any miracle, it has action attached to it. Amen. God would ask people to do things previous to the miracle taking place because faith is obedient to God's Word. Faith is obedient, I want to underscore that, to God's Word. Amen. That's why, that's why there's such things as fulfilling the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we do, we receive this new birth experience, the Bible says. How? By being obedient to God's Word. How many knows it's always better to obey? When it comes to the Word of God, it's always better to obey. So many people want to debate it. So many people want to find loopholes in it. So many people want to discount it. So many people want to say, well, that's not for me. So many people want to take and, and, and divide portions out and And uh, they want to cut some of it out and say, well, that's not applicable to my time. Oh, but you can't get the blessing doing that. The blessing comes when you just say, you know what? It's in the book. I'm going to do it. It's in the Word of God. I'm going to be obedient to it. And this book says, Amen, repent, Amen, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's what the book said. And when we're obedient to that, uh, I said when we do that, uh, then we have the power to walk in abundance. Uh, then we have the power to be blessed. Uh, then we have the power to overcome addiction. Then we have the power to overcome our sinful nature. Then we have the power, amen, to walk in strength. It's better to obey. Amen. Amen. Somebody, well, I, I don't know about all that Holy Ghost stuff I don't know if it's for us today Well the Bible said it's for whosoever The Lord our God shall call Amen You still believe in him calling folks Still believe he's convicting souls And drawing people Then it's for you Amen Don't discount it You might like it if you try it I say with well, the psalmist Taste and see That the Lord is good And if you ever get a taste of this, you might enjoy this. You might like this. Amen. You'll find it is fulfilling. You'll find it's completeness. You'll find it's peace that passeth all understanding. You'll find it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that I've got the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God on the inside. Amen. And when we're obedient and we're baptized as we're going to, baptize tonight when we baptize somebody the scripture says we do it for the remission of sins now I know we say sometimes when we're baptizing folks remission of your sins and I don't want to get too technical here but it's more than just your sins that's not a trick question because you know you had a sinful nature when you came to this world. It's not just the sins you committed. It's the sinful nature that you inherited from your forefather Adam. And that you was passed down to you. And so we were born in sin, as I said this morning, shaping in iniquity. And so when we say remission of sin, it not only takes care of the sin that I committed, it takes care of the sins that was transferred to me. And the sin that I was born in, the nature of sin in my life. Oh, come on, somebody praise the Lord with me right now. Somebody understand that it's a powerful thing when you go down in the name of Jesus. The Bible said it's remission; it takes control of that sinful nature in your life. Amen. It's not that you couldn't sin again, but it's it's the freedom that sin had to control you. It's the power that sin had over you that is suddenly arrested. The Bible says, of "My God, that He took captivity captive and gave good gifts to men." I'm telling you that He can give you the gift and the power of the Holy Ghost that helps you to overcome that. Helps you to be able to live in victory. Somebody said, "Well, you know, we, 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 we you know, I, I, you know, you can't expect me to, to overcome this. You can't expect me uh, to ever stop this. You can expect, you know, I've been doing this for years. Hey, I believe that there's power when you obey the gospel of Jesus Christ." You're looking at a lot of ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, ex-bound people. But we're here tonight because this book tells us that you can be born again and when you are, you can become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Whatever you were before, you don't have to be that any longer. Oh yeah, And if they can get excited uh, Amen in this world Over the things of this world uh, Over the stars and the celebrities of this world We ought to be able to get excited About Jesus Uh, We ought to be able to worship the one That set us free We ought to be able to clap our hands Uh, We ought to be able to leap for joy Hey if they can go to a ball game And clap until their hands are blood red And scream until they lose their voice Don't get on to me Because I get excited About the one that gave me A chance at eternal life. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Let's give praise to him right now. Amen. Amen. Uh, Faith is something that's being challenged. You can be seated for just a moment. But don't lose this. I, I was wondering where you all was at this morning. Oh, praise God. Feel liberty here tonight. I may preach. I may preach to breakfast. No, I won't do that. Amen. I had to struggle to get every word out this morning. Oh, it's times. You know, it's kind of like I was talking to my friend the other day. He said, you know, tonight, man, the anointing was so strong. He said, it's like somebody could just mention the Scripture, and I could have preached the whole sermon on it. Man, you're just ready to charge hell. You're ready to come on. Where you at, devil? Yeah. That's kind of how I'm feeling tonight. I'm feeling reckless in the Holy Ghost, but that's all right. That's all right. Man, it's time somebody get reckless. It's time somebody... Come on, shake off that that stuff that tries to hold you back and hold you down and keep you stuck in tradition and keep you strapped down to a religion that can't help you. I'm telling you, you need a relationship with God that will change your life. This world is so quick to display doubt and skepticism about anything. People want to see proof even as a preacher uh you, you know it's it's seeming like it's 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 becoming more in in, in the challenge and i'm not against this but it seems like it takes more props and more visuals and more things to captivate you know people just have a a short attention span and they tell you you can't preach very long now because people can't hold on they they use them video games that that change the screen every five seconds and and they're used to, uh, they, they got to have a commercial break, Master. They can't, they can't handle it that long. I'm going to tell you, there's something about when you get hungry for the Word of God. You get plugged into this, you won't want to get un- unplugged. You, you won't want to get disconnected from it, if you really get connected to it. And, and so I'm, I'm not necessarily against PowerPoints and props and all that kind of stuff, but You know, I I have decided that there's something about the anointing and the power of God. It doesn't matter how much props you've got and how many PowerPoints and how fancy they are and how technical you are and how much lights and how much all of that you have. If you don't have the anointing, you don't have much. Lives cannot be changed without the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I am told that the eye gate retains nowadays... This is research that says that it retains nowadays 10 times as much as the ear gate. But God, in his wisdom, has chosen a different method to get his message across. He chose the, he chose the ear gate. He said, and I read it to you tonight faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord hearing by the word of the Lord. Let's look at that verse again. It says, Shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? Amen. Not seen. He doesn't say seen. He says heard. Let me remind you uh, of the incident that happened in the word of God just after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that the Lord showed himself to certain of his disciples. And then they come and told one of their comrades, Thomas. They said, we have seen the Lord. He is risen. And Thomas, uh, it wasn't that he didn't want to believe. You understand there's probably nothing that he wanted to believe anymore, but he was skeptical as perhaps some people are in this room tonight. He was unsure, and he wanted proof. And he's like a lot of people in this world. I want to see it or experience it for myself. And so when they reported this to him, he said, Except I see the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And the scripture says because they were fearful for their lives, they closed themselves in a room. Amen. And they were in this place And they had locked themselves in And made the door secure So that nobody could come in or out But you understand As much as he was all man He was all God And as much as he was flesh He was spirit And so he was spiritual enough To walk through You read it for yourself It's in the word of God walk through that door that had been locked into that room where they were but he was also flesh enough to say come on Thomas I heard what you said you said unless you saw the nail print unless you thrust your hand in my side you would not believe so come right over here I'm giving you an invitation to experience what you need to experience and he came and he pressed his finger into those nail scars thrust his hand into his side and note what he said he had a revelation he realized that this is more than just a man, but this is God manifest in the flesh. He said, my Lord and my God. Amen. I'm telling you, somebody could get that revelation right here in this room tonight. Somebody could get an understanding right here in this place tonight. Amen. My Lord and my God. God. I'm telling you when you feel him, when you experience him, when he touches you and you're able to touch him you won't walk out of this place saying I doubt him but you'll walk out of this place saying I'm a believer now. Who have believed our report. I believe that God is able. I believe that God can. Oh come on let's clap our hands to it. Notice what Jesus said. He said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet they still believe. You know, he's speaking to you and I. Amen. Though you haven't seen him physically, you're looking forward to that day when you are going to be able to see him. And that day when you 're going to see him face to face, as the Bible says, you know isn 't ironic that, that people believe bad news, you know the old saying is that bad news travels further and faster than anything else. Before good news can get its shoelaces tied, bad news has already made it across the globe that 's just how that is, an evil report. And we see that's that's human nature. We even see it in, in, in the Word of God with people that, that were people that God loved and, and that truly wanted to believe and wanted to have faith in God. And they believed in the reality of God. But yet circumstances, situations just caused them to have a little bit of lingering doubt about a situation. For instance, the Bible tells us that for seven years the Midianites... They had ruled in such a way and plundered and stole and ravaged the people of God. Just when the people of God would get their harvest just about ready to go take in the crop and harvest the corn, they would sweep down out of the mountains and they would steal it all away from them. Just about the time that their cows were getting ready to give their foal and and they were getting ready to give calves, Uh, they would wait, and then when the calves were born, they would come and take them away from them. And so this was just perpetual. It was just always uh, just the way it was until the people of God were impoverished. And the people of God, as Gideon, who lived in that time in the book of Judges, he lived during that period of time. The Bible says that, that Gideon... Uh, he was threshing wheat by a wine press. In other words, he was hiding out. He was trying not to be seen of the Midianites. And and the angel of the Lord came and said, Get in, thy mighty man of valor. He looks around and said, Boy, I really look like, and it really appears that I'm a mighty man of valor. Look at our situation. As a matter of fact, he was so disturbed about it. He said, if I am what you say we are, and if you're with us, why has all of this befallen us? Or why, if we could put it in a layman's sermon, why is this happening? Why is this taking place like this? I'm going to just tell you something. You need to get this down. Just because you have trouble, just because you have some problems, just because you have some setback, doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Doesn't mean that you've fallen out with God. Doesn't mean that he doesn't care. Doesn't mean you're not his child. Doesn't mean that he's forsaken you. You need to wake up and realize God may be setting you up, Gideon, for the greatest miracle that you've ever seen in your life. Because if there wasn't trial, there wouldn't be triumph. If there wasn't a valley, there couldn't be a mountaintop. Amen. If there wasn't a situation that you had to walk through, then you wouldn't know how God could bring you out and deliver you. You've got to have trouble sometimes to prove that God is real. Why is all this befallen us? And so he goes through this series of, of fleecing God. And I won't go into all of that, but he lays the mantle out on the ground, and and he said, God, if if it's so, then I want you to do thus, and and uh, and that wasn't good enough. And he said, Well, I just need. I, I, don't be mad at me, God. Oh, but I still doubt you, and I need you to show me again. God had to had to prove to him. Now, if it had been something negative. He would have believed it. He would have embraced it. He would have accepted it. The Midianites are going to completely annihilate you. Yeah, I believe that. And that we see in the word of God with people that were used of God. The Shunammite woman. The Lord spake through the prophet and said at a given in, in, in the time of life. In a nine month period that it normally takes for a woman Uh, To have a baby. You're going to have a child. And note what she says. She had seen miracles. She had seen God work. She had felt the anointing. She recognized this man as a man of God. She had built a place on her house for this man. But yet when he spoke the word of the Lord to her. She said don't lie to me man of God. He said oh it's going to happen. And how quickly we embrace, how quickly we accept a lie or an evil report or bad news and have trouble believing God and and he said Thomas those that had the faith that though they don't feel anything though they haven't seen anything they just believe me at my word that's the kind of people I'm looking for they're going to see my reward they're going to see my blessing I'm preaching to somebody in this place tonight. you may not be standing on anything else but the word of God but they baby, keep on standing. Keep on believing. You may not have anything else to go on, but if you got the word of God, you got everything that you need. There's no sense of shrinking back. There's no sense of backing off. There's no sense uh, And you feeling like, uh, hey amen, it isn't going to happen. If I got the word, I got all that I need, my brother. Oh, yeah, I feel like somebody in this house ought to lift their voice and give praise to the Lord. Heart. is there any believers in this house come on let's give a little more praise to the Lord my God I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now the question goes forth in this room tonight who hath believed our report Amen. I want you to stand with me right now I feel the Holy Ghost all over this place I have a lot more to preach but I just feel the touch of God right here Amen Amen Praise God Praise God It's time to release that faith It's time to time to embrace truth It's It's time to To get a hold of the Word of God and say, you know what? I'm not going to let the devil pry my fingers loose of it. I'm going to believe the Lord. I'm going to trust Him. I'm going to put my faith in Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why don't you pray with that person that's standing beside you right now. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's reach out to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. God is moving in this place. God is ministering in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, what is the Word of God spoken in your heart? What is that thing that God has placed into your spirit? What is that thing that God has, has talked to you about in times past? I encourage you, that's what you need to embrace. That's what you need to look towards. That's what you need to have faith in. Who had believed our report? <coughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want those of you that are in God and his word for a miracle. Maybe it's a miracle in your body. Maybe it's a miracle in your home. Maybe it's a miracle in your finance. Perhaps it's a miracle concerning somebody else that you care for. Whatever the need is, I pray right now that you would step out where you are and make your way down to this front. Amen. With your hands lifted saying, God, I'm going to believe your report. I'm going to believe you at your word. Come on. Lift up those hands to him as you come.